How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. There's a screen you like. Hayward, three, straight away. That's it. Oh! That's the screen I'm talking about. Right there in transition, you can get a good shot every time. I saw it coming. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for June 8th and kind of June Mostly June 9th. A great question about the heyday jazz and this day and age warriors. Plus, Gordon Hayward's free agency clarified. My thoughts on that. All coming up on tonight's, today's, whenever's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. It's funny, I was reading an article yesterday... I can feel it right this very minute to being true. So I was reading an article. There's a book out that uh, I'm going to order about peak performance and what those kind of great peak performers do in their lives to allow for it. And so, for example, one of the things is they they do whatever they can to minimize decisions. It's four things... It was it was an outside magazine. It was four things that top performers do every day, um, and it's I think Michael Joyner is who's a researcher at Mayo Clinic and a Fulbright Scholar is written a book called Peak Performance: Elevate Your Game, Avoid Burnout, and Thrive with the New Science of Success. So this was kind of taken from it. It's an interesting book. It's relevant to today's show. Uh, Number one was to avoid decision fatigue, and that's the whole concept that Steve Jobs always wore the same thing. Mark Zuckerberg always wears the same thing. John Stockton always wore the same thing. I kind of like that, actually. Um, My son's actually a little bit like that, Um, that there's just eliminate the mental stress of decisions in as many areas as you possibly can. The second one was try to take advantage of their chronotype, and this was to try to figure out when is the optimal time of the day for you to do things. He said that, not surprisingly, nearly all of the, them were minimalist, cutting out trivial from their lives, and they adhered to fairly rigid routines. Um, and one of the things that so they talk about is great performers don't fight their body's natural rhythm. Rather, they take advantage of it. They intentionally schedule their hardest and most demanding deep focus work during periods in which they are the most alert. I do this podcast. I'm not one of these peak performers, but I do this, my podcast, in the morning. Right? That I am now doing it in the evening because circumstances do not allow me to do it in the morning this morning, and they won't allow me to do it tomorrow morning either. So I'm doing it right now. I could not feel more uncomfortable. Like, I actually have, like, written out aspects of the show. Usually I wake up, my brain goes, I have my espresso, my brain's going a million miles an hour, and I can just bust the show out. 
I have been like waiting an hour to start it. I don't feel comfortable. It's a really weird phenomenon. And then I think about the fact that I actually perform at seven o'clock every night for games. So who knows? But um, this is not particularly comfortable to me is my point. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Murdoch uh, Hyundai. I'd like think of who they were. No, I know. Uh, I saw the Murdoch Chevy billboard yesterday. So that probably was going to screw me up. No, Murdoch Hyundai and uh, Blake and the crew. I'm uh, driving my Santa Fe. I had to like call Blake because uh, part of the deal in the car I'm driving, I, he doesn't want me driving it too many miles. And, and I am just, it's the only thing I'm driving. I'm loving it. I'm having such a good time with it. I'm like, just took it down to St. George for a really, uh, and it was such a great car for that kind of drive. The Santa Fe had, has the two rows, has a lot of room in the back. So every, it was, it was really, really comfortable and it was smooth drive and a great cruise control. It's one of the best cruise controls I've had of going downhill and holding uh, my speed. I've noticed that down parts. That's, that's kind of the signature to me that has jumped out driving a Hyundai is how many features you get uh, in these cars and the high level of features you get. And then for the price, it really driving a Hyundai has been an eye opening uh, experience. I then I saw the, uh, they have a, a, the AZERA, the Azera um, the other day in a parking lot. That looked gorgeous too. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I'll see if Blake wants to let me drive one of those. You know, Hey, it's, Take advantage of the spoils. But it's uh, really, I have been so impressed. So if you're looking for a car, I strongly suggest you head over to the Murdochs at 4646 South State Street. Blake and the crew there will take care of you. The Murdochs are going to give you all their signature things that they always do with the free car washes and the oil changes in the service department being old and later and doing all things to make sure you have this great experience. They're such good people. And the Hyundai is has been a real eye-opener to me of the quality of vehicle uh, that you can get for the price. Simply, simply, I just didn't know uh, that you could. And now I look around and see how many other people have figured it out. I feel like I was kind of being fooled and silly to not know that. So today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street. So I got a great email. You're always welcome to email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. dlock09 at gmail.com. A great, great email. It came from JT, Jack. What would it take in terms of a roster to make the 1997 Bulls underdog against the Jazz, similar to LeBron being the underdog against Golden State? So he said, would Glenn Rice have been enough, or would you have needed to add Shaq too? So it's an interesting concept. Like, What would it take to make Michael Jordan a underdog, right? And that, that's basically what he's saying. It's a great question. I, the other question is, what would it take to make the Jazz, who had Stockton, Malone, and Hornacek, a favorite to beat this Warriors team? Like, that's the other one. Start playing around with other great teams. The Warriors are the best collection talent ever. Find other teams, particularly in a league that's 30 teams compared to a league that had, you know, put it in perspective, right? But what would you have to do to turn other final teams into underdogs? Or let's take that Jazz team. You know, 97-98. That's the 62-win Jazz team. Like, who are you throwing on that Jazz team to make them better 
and favored against the Warriors. Dikembe Mutombo? Instead of Greg Ostek, so you're just a little bit better rim protector? Or does it does that do it? Would would Stockton, Hornacek, Russell, Malone, Mutombo be favored? No, because they'd probably take Mutombo off the floor. Does it have to be David Robinson? Glenn Rice is a pretty good call. I mean, Glenn Rice, for a period of time there, uh, was was in his heyday, and that's his Charlotte days, where he's averaging... Glenn Rice, the Glenn Rice we're talking about is averaging 22 points a game. Four rebounds, three assists. He's shooting six threes a game when people don't realize it. Hitting 47%. It might be. It might have taken Glenn Rice, who's great. Like, I think people don't realize how... In retrospect, going back through numbers over the years, Glenn Rice is a player that, to me, is far better than people realized. Really jumped out. I mean, Michael Finley led the league in minutes played that year. Would it take that? It's a heck of a question. I like kind of, I twist it a little bit, right? I mean, if you look at value over replacement player those years, that year, you know, Malone, Robinson, Duncan, Pete, and Grant Hill are the best in the league. If you think about the Jazz had a first team and a John Stockton didn't make third team that year. So, I mean, the Jazz actually in that year trying to trying to turn the Jazz into the Warriors who have four players that are all NBA and the Jazz had one. Stockton at that point of his career is no longer an all NBA player, uh, a little bit due to age. He's still and I he's still an all-star. He didn't make the all-star team that year either. So, I mean, if you, and you have four All-Stars. So, you you start playing with this. I don't even know if you can do it. That's that's the craziest thing. Is, I'm not even sure you can do it. Glenn Rice was third team, so that's probably pretty good. But, frankly, you probably have to trade Stockton and Hornacek to, even, to like, Clay Thompson didn't make it either, but. I mean, the All-Stars are, it's like if you had four of these guys as All-Stars with Malone, three other guys. Glenn Rice was an All-Star. It's a crazy question. Loved it. Loved it. Start playing around with it. Pick a random, really good team. Pick another championship team. Try to see what you can get. All right, I want to take a second today and clarify some of the things I've been saying about Gordon Hayward's free agency and my thoughts on it. The, The general overriding thesis that I have had much of the time I've talked about it is that I believe in free agency in the modern era that the incumbent is at a disadvantage, unfortunately. And what I mean by that is that the incumbent team is the only team that has any warts at all. Uh, If you were to compare it to a marriage, if you're seven years into a marriage, you know everything, every comment, every little thing, every meal she burns, every, I don't know, like every, whatever, right? All the good, but you know all the bad. You know all the good. Seven years in, you know all the good. It's awesome, but you know the bad. And that's a little bit where a free agent is with his team. He knows, as much as he knows all the good, 
He knows the bad. I think Gordon should stay, right? He knows the good. It's his team. I think importantly, and and I think he might underestimate this, it's his locker room. Rudy will have an impact in that locker room. Other players will have things to say in that locker room. But it's his locker room. I think that's very, very important. I don't know if he realizes that, but I think it's very important. It's his coach. I know we all talk about Brad Stevens, and that's a nice safety. But really, Quinn's built a system for him, built a team around him, has faith in him. He's got Rudy. That's a huge positive. He's got a great GM in Dennis. He will have a legacy here and a place in fans' hearts that he will not have in any other city, no matter what. He just gives that up. He goes to Miami or to Boston, to L.A., to Cleveland, wherever he's going to go. If he goes, he gives that up. He'll never be loved in any of those markets, ever have a legacy and a place in the history of a franchise the way he can here. The Stay Word billboard is a special thing that exists in Utah and nowhere else, and he won't get it again. I, I know Gordon well enough to know if I told that to him, oh, yeah, but... No, like that's true. You're giving that up. You give up things. I also think, another one I think he probably thinks is unimportant, he would have a life after basketball as a front office, as a head coach, as a broadcaster, as, um, frankly, if Gordon stays in Utah, any job, any startup in the Silicon Slopes, anything he's interested in doing, he could be a part of uh, in the eSports world, through funding here because people would want to be involved. Um, and it doesn't seem like it's important to him probably right now, but when he retires at 40, he's got another 40 years to live. Okay, so I, I think he should stay. For all of the reasons I just said. And I'm not, I don't think those are, I mean, I, I really like Gordon as a person. Uh, it's been a huge pleasure for me to watch him grow up as a player, as a man, as a father. Uh, with Robin, and I and I, I think if I were sitting down with him, I think I could honestly look him in the eye and t- tell him those things. And he could then tell me about every wart of his seven years of experience with the Jazz. Some valid, some invalid. But remember, what makes these guys great is that they're a little bacon short of a BLT. So that when LaMarcus Aldridge leaves Portland and he's upset because Damian Lillard was promoted too much. It's a little nutty, but it's also probably the same thing that got him to be great one day. You know, for all, you know, know, Gordon Hayward, for all I know, is going to tell me that. I'm trying to think of make something up. It's hard to make something up and then have like, like he got the bad locker at the all-star game because he's a member of the Utah Jazz. Right? Like. I don't know if that's true or not, but maybe he thinks it is. Right? It can be real. It can be fake. It can be manufactured in your brain. It can be any of those things. But to you, but to the free agent, those things are real. And that is where the the incumbent has a huge disadvantage. Now, some of the warts are real. He went through the rebuild. He didn't love that. He didn't. He went through the neg- negotiation that didn't go well. He didn't love that. Like, those are real. 
right? He had to go get his max contract somewhere because we didn't give it to him. Okay. That's real. You know? So they some are real, some are f- silly, some are manufactured. Th- then the third part of this trick is that whomever else is sitting around meeting with him, they don't have any of those things. They don't have any of those warts. Because there's been no experience. They're the fancy-dressed woman walking into the party, right? Wow, she looks incredible. Talk to her for 25 minutes and you'll see think nothing's wrong. And that's where free agency is. So that's why I think an incumbent has a tremendous disadvantage in the free agent process. In the old days, the incumbent had an advantage because they was so much more money, you know, 90 compared to 40 or something. But now we're talking so much money that even to bypass the whatever million dollars. I actually think I think money actually becomes somewhat immaterial because of the fact that it's just so much. If that makes sense. All right, that's my thought. I want to clarify that a little bit. See if it made sense. Uh, It wasn't done to calm your nerves at all. uh, Unfortunately, Uh, I, I, I really hope Gordon comes back. I think uh, the Jazz are the second-best team in the West if he comes back. I have great faith in Dennis to be able to build around Gordon and Rudy and add pieces. I have great faith in our player development. We've we've un- developed players at unusual spans in their career. Gordon, Joe Ingles, George Hill had a career year. Uh, we have a head coach that I think is doing uh, remarkable work in making players better and putting them in positions to succeed. So I really hope Gordon comes back because I think it's a great situation. I think he could have a legacy here. I think he could be have a have a career and experience that is, in some ways, more unique than that's not a good English is 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 more difficult to get than actually winning a title or competing for a title every night. You know, I think he'd have a chance to compete here really, really well. But I also think he would go down in history as one of probably the three most popular jazz players of all time. That's pretty special. So, but I do think the process yields to the advantage to the teams that are going to come meet with him. And that's that leads to a little high anxiety. That is Locked on Jazz for tonight, today, whatever it might be. I uh, hope you enjoyed. It's brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street. Go check it out. The new hybrid uh, is in, I think. I know somebody emailed me that they got a new one and they put it on order. So hopefully they're all in and they're getting them. I haven't seen them around as much. Uh, but that is, uh, check out the Murdochs. Add Hyundai to your list if you're looking for a, uh, if you're looking for a car and you're in the market, just just make sure you add them to the list. Go Just investigate yourself. That, my friends, is Locked on Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Locked on NBA with uh, Jonathan Gavoni of Draft Express is up and rolling for you. A lot of draft coverage coming at Locked on NBA. Have a good one.